Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Football is Life. And sometimes death. I'm Niffer. I'm Andy. And we've got some games to talk about. Oh, yeah. So, Andy. I I can't, before we start, I have to share, I was telling Niffer about that. If you guys don't, didn't watch what happened in Columbus game and didn't have see what happened in uh, uh, sporting uh, Kansas against Houston, I would recommend to go watch it. It was fun. (laughs) What had happened? It was trash. uh, Let me say it. It was like a dumpster fire. So in the, in the Columbus game, uh, it was a bad call. Led to a goal for New York City, uh, NY, NYFC, uh, and uh, the whole t- the whole stadium start to chant "fu referee" for is extremely five minutes. You, if you go to TikTok, if you go to Instagram, it was so bad, and Columbus was losing. And they scored in the end, and they tied the game. The game, when you watch the highlight, you will realize how tense and very ball-herring game. It was awesome to watch that this is the level of intensity that we have in MLS now. I am so excited because this is Europe level. I was, yes, my arms were in the air. Sorry, I, I live on drama, guys. So this for me was awesome. The other one was Sporting Kansas and um, Houston in Houston. The game was two two, and I I don't remember exactly. Is it the beginning of the second half or after one of the goal? And one of the Sporting Kansas fake it to start the game. It was a uh, it was a center game starting a game, and he fake it. And out of new nowhere, Houston player runs from outside the circle. Go ahead, the player. And a brawl starts. And I was, what is that? Wow. Uh, it was wild. It was really wild to watch this this week in MLS. Crazy. People are get, getting ready to give uh, Messi some sort of a taste of Europe. But it was weird. Wild, wild. Well, um, we usually go to the game that was the furthest away, but because you're talking about this weekend, why don't we talk about what happened uh, this weekend in Salt Lake first? Yeah, because we don't want to talk a lot about it because it was it's depressing. True. Uh, so we went to Salt Lake with a lot of hopes and dreams, and it cracked it crashed on the uh, highest altitude in Salt Lake. That's uh, that's mm-hmm. my. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna blame it on the altitude. I will blame it on altitude. <laughs> I will blame a it. generous assessment. They uh, lost hey. four to zero. That's hey. uh, that's not altitude. So I was on the uh, bad bandwagon for this from the start of the season. So it's time for me to just be in the cheering bandwagon for a little bit. So okay. the reason why I'm saying that, and this is all analytical and all uh, rational, why I'm saying that, because. I watch the game, and mm-hmm. I will be frank with you guys. I watch only until the second goal, to uh, after sorry until the many minute seventy five, and okay. I realize that we are not doing anything, so I stop watching. So, mm-hmm. but I will say in the first twenty five minutes we were controlling. We missed a lot of opportunity. Actually, Duncan Maguire missed a goal in the first minute of the goal of the game. 
it hit that bar and this will change the whole narrative if it came in but yeah. it happened but it didn't it did it it happened it, it, it happened and the first goal it's 100% miscommunication between Arujo and Antonio Carlos the second goal i blame 100% Galese because he didn't go out or he didn't move even. He he stand in shock. Uh third and fourth it was already done deal, so it's not a big deal. However, I'm gonna say that I actually like the formation. There is a couple of minutes of uh brilliancy happen throughout this game. There is a there is a one after the second at the first goal in the first half. It was uh triangles like you watching Netherlands in the 70s. It was ah. fast. It was fast. It was very one touch. It was on the 18th. But I think I was selling this to Nefer before we start recording. I think this is a really a good loss. And I'm saying good loss. Yes. It's a good loss in the good timing because we lose now before our next couple of games against Atlanta. Then we play, we we're playing in a very ramp up uh, uh, plot to uh, a trajectory, which is Atlanta and, and Atlanta, Chicago and Chicago. Then we coming to play St. Louis here, which is a team that's been in winning streak in the Western, and they are the first uh, year in the MLS, and they've been winning like crazy. So mm-hmm. it's a good lose because then we have Charlotte and Charlotte then we going to Cincinnati then we going to then Columbus it's it's a lot of back to back game then New York then Messi game so it's it's mm-hmm. it's there is no break it's I'd rather to lose now than lose down the road on one of one of those games and to be frank we've been winning for eight games which is the longest strike in the team history since we mls sorry since the orlando city went to mls this is the longest streak we had and we shared the best away percentage with royal salt lake so in 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 the narrative and the context of where we are i'm okay with it if we go and look horrible in atlanta that's a different story yeah so that's my take Okay. Well, I think, I think that's all pretty solid. Um, yeah. The, the, the lineup looked solid. I'm glad that, um, Duncan's getting starts. I think that's really good. I think he's earned his spot. Um, subbing in the 58th minute, you know that I have a problem on poppy weights till the 70th. So I'm glad for that. Um, but yeah, I, you know, we had, we had a lot of games in really close proximity time-wise. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like there's a little bit of an inevitable loss. I'm glad that those four goals weren't spread over all three games, you know, like yep. to have two clean sheets or I'm sorry, uh, to have a, a clean, clean sheet. sheet and one goal, you know, like we've been, I've been really happy with our performance really since Seattle. And um, so it it happens right now. What needs to happen is as we come into the Atlanta game, we need to get it together. Because if we have the same showing in Atlanta, it'll be different. So, um, but let's go back to the the game uh, against Chicago, um, which was uh, what was the date of that? Um, it's July first. July first. 
Yeah. Wow. You've had three games and, you know, in a, in a week. Yeah. It's so. between s- July 1st and your um and yeah, and Saturday you have a yeah. week, uh, three games, so it's and you have Toronto game literally 3 days between the two games, which is yeah. uh, an unheard of. But yeah. yeah. Okay, so let's uh let's talk about um let's talk about the Orlando City Chicago Fire game. I would say it was pretty hot. Uh we burned them. They they saw the fire. Yeah. We didn't start the fire, but we'll keep it burning. We started by giving them Chris Miller. But anyway. I was uh, <laughs> I was uh, quoting a song. Yeah, I know, but I'm <laughs> I kept going with it, but uh, I'm by saying that we give them Chris Miller who didn't play too, so it was mm-hmm, fun. True. But I would say this uh, I was in the stadium and this game proven that we have a great squad. Mm-hmm. And the bench is the one thing. I don't know if you watch the uh, Romero Enrique goal. That mm-hmm. goal prove what I'm talking about. It, the, that goal, it's the uh, the last goal, the third goal. It was chef kiss. Mm-hmm. That him running, then realizing he's going to be offside and running away and waiting for Ngulu to pass it for him. So it's the second phase. Then he put it in that way. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really solid, really solid. And uh, unfortunately, we had a penalty in it uh, in that game that we should, but Kyle Smith shouldn't do it. But unfortunately, it happened. But we, yeah. we, we did this game was the big. The game said, "Yeah, we're good." However, I know there's a lot of people gonna say, "But we're playing Chicago. They are in the lower bottom of the." of the Eastern Conference. First, Eastern Conference is on fire. Uh, 26 mm-hmm. points in Western Conference putting you in the playoff breath. This is yeah. we the, the the first first uh place in the West Conference is 38. The first place in our side is 45. This is yeah. how crazy we our side uh, the Eastern Conference this season is is crazy good. And yeah. you have Red Bull start to wake up. You have Chicago start to get it together. When you realize that NYFC is the third from the bottom, you will realize how crazy is this year is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we often as a team play to the level of our competition. I see that like sometimes when we're playing people who are above us in the table, we play up and we beat them. And then the next game will go and lose to someone who's way below us. Yep. And so I'm happy to see us. Uh, I feel like this game really, um, everybody stayed locked in for all 90 minutes. And that for me was really important because there have been many games this season where it's been in the final third of the game, the final 10 minutes of the game that we just like lose our something. And the other team comes in and equalizes and scores and whatever. And I think we're putting together a full 90 minute game. And I agree with you, and I will add to that that we are actually uh, you looking to our um, trajectory from fitness perspective is actually we are not guessing out except mm-hmm. Royal Salt Lake game because I still believe it's the, uh, no the elevation yep. uh, uh, the elevation because you can see it in the first half when they were start what we call in Arabic shahar which is <laughs> the sound of the uh, of the engine when it's running out of gas that's exactly what we saw them because 
they were tired. And yeah. the something to Orlando City, whoever listening in the leadership organization, can we when we have those games, can we fly the team early? Can you spend some more money on them staying in a hotel so they can adapt and accommodate themselves before the game? You can't play in that altitude and you fly them on Friday. You can't. You can't. Well, but here's the thing. They played on Tuesday, so like... Fly them uh, Fly them Wednesday or fly them after the game Tuesday. Let them relax yeah. there and let them, uh, let them adapt because it's not... I. I did it once when we were used to go to the conference in Colorado. I played once there, and I was there for a couple of days, and I was dying. Yeah. I literally dying. But that's that's yeah. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I just think uh, you know that's a side note. I so, think normally, I think the league shouldn't schedule games where there's a big change in altitude for for uh, if you don't have a few more days, like. I think that that like is a huge advantage to Real Salt Lake and to the Colorado Rapids. But that's back to the uh, the the conversation and argument of how it's a uh, uh, home advantage if you don't. Mm. It's uh, that's the point. Your home advantage, but you have to do as much as you can to let them uh, you to make your opponent uh, eliminate your opponent advantage, which is what I'm talking about. That. Send them early. Well, you are not losing anything. Send them early. Just let them. And if you don't want them to train, just let them have fun because the team work better when they, uh, work, when they travel together. Just go yeah, watch Ted Lasso. A couple of uh, the uh, the last. <laughs> mm, because that's uh, that's based on reality and isn't <laughs> exactly. It's a documentary. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. I honestly was super happy with the. Um, yes. And with I the will say also. In Chicago. Back, yeah. Back to the Chicago game really quick. I think uh, the idea of, uh, of of what Oscar Pereira is doing these days by having um, by having Maguire on the front and playing uh, Mauricio Pereira and uh, Angulo in the uh, for uh, for Torres and Cartagena and Arujo in the back. I know Chicago game was not we are not playing this formation because Arujo at that time was uh, suspended for two uh, for sorry for multiply yellow card before that game mm -hmm. so he didn't play uh, so we play Ojeda that's where I'm going to I I'm hoping that Ojeda Torres uh, Perea and Gulu play better together because I think that will make our offense is like it's gonna be make them really good team mm -hmm. uh but, but uh, i i'm just want to highlight that the last two games and we're gonna get to toronto that i'm worried a little bit uh, i'm starting to worry a little bit about angulo because his performance in toronto game and royal game it start to go down in comparison to you having facundo torres going up uh you having Actually, I, uh, I you're gonna be amazed when I say that Mauricio Pereira actually is mm -hmm. getting better and better in being that mind and the person who's moving around into the way that making us going better to the front. So, yeah, I will say though, I think that part of Angulo's change is that he isn't having to do as much because these other guys are stepping into their actual roles. And so yeah. I see it more as a team win as opposed to an individual loss. Cause I think Angulo 
is still playing in in all the right places. It's not like he's not where he is supposed to be. He's just not everywhere. True, true. And I, Which I think I, is better for the team overall. Yeah, and I like that he's very uh, uh, versatile. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that in the last game when we uh, in a in the middle of the first half, uh, Oscar decided, oh, we are getting a lot of uh, interference from Santos side. Let me mm-hmm. move Facundo Torres to the Santos side and move Angulo to Kyle Smith's side, which was another great example of how this is a great squad and they ha- they are very versatile that they can move from one side to another side. Yeah, yeah. I also want to shout out uh, Facundo Torres who uh, had um, who had a brace in that game. I think that's just wonderful. Um, he really has uh, played played really well um i saw on instagram that they're expecting a baby so good Mm -hmm. job congratulations to them good job i don't know that's weird congratulations to him um and uh hopefully he'll uh be getting enough sleep that he'll still be able to play with top quality um but i feel like he really has mid-season found his form now going into the final third of the season yeah i agree and we yeah i think we are going in the right direction and i hope that he can just as never said to sleep more <laughs> so he can, <laughs> he can play yeah. when the baby's here yeah well okay let's talk about uh the toronto, toronto. game any what's that yeah yeah i said toronto <laughs> oh toronto yeah so okay i just have to say that um i love that we played a canadian team on the 4th of july because i felt we like we had america behind us you know um, it's hilarious that the one game, you know, we only play the Canadian national anthem when we play Canadian teams, but it's like, it's 4th of July. Like, it was just really funny. I like that Didn't though. Did we play something like uh, England or Arsenal or any from the uh, British and beat them so we can reenact the whole thing? Well, they are, they are part of, they're under the Queen, you know, or the True. King now, I guess. Um, but no, it was, it was a really fun game. Um. Yes. It was my first game with press credentials because I've been doing some uh, work for the uh, for Honest Sports, um, which is a, a new streaming network. And so I got to attend the game as a member of the press, which was really fun. Can I just say, it's lovely to be in air conditioning during the games. <laughs> nope. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so that's all. Um, but it, yeah, was, it was great. Because I got to, we were suffering with rain and humidity yeah, that there day. Yeah, was a ton of rain. It was a yeah. very rainy, anyway. It was really good, um, but it was a great, great game. I I was super happy with the performance. Um, so I, it, it was the fourth game we've had this season, regular season game, where we've had a red card against with the team against. Yes, and those didn't really start happening until the second half of the season. So in in something like six or seven games, we have had four members of the other team sent off. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, we had uh we had the game against uh the first game that we have red card was the Tigres game. Then we had mm-hmm. a game, the New York uh Red Bull game there. Then Colorado yeah. here. Then Chicago, which is the second game at home, back to back after uh or, or after Colorado. Then Toronto's game. So mm-hmm. yeah, we should keep this uh on track, <laughs> especially when we come to play St. Louis in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah, or Atlanta. Let's send the whole team off. Uh, Hate those Atlanta. guys. <laughs> Nobody. Anyway, we're talking about Toronto. Let's talk about Toronto. And I want to b- go back to Atlanta real quick. We need that <laughs> game very well. 
very, very, very much. Because uh-huh. if we beat them, we jumping very good, very mm-hmm. far in the. Simply, if we if simply if we won the Royal Salt Lake the game on Saturday, we will be third. That was yeah. the trajectory. But anyway, it is what it is. Just yeah, yeah. sorry. That's okay. That's okay. Um, okay, so the Toronto game. Um, it was a it was a great game. I uh, <laughs> I uh, loved uh, a lot about the game. Uh, Arujo's goal was so it was just from classic run of play, like it was just a really nice goal. I was really happy to see it. Yep, and the build up was really nice from the back. It felt to like the a front. team goal. Yeah, it was. It was what I believe what um, Oscar was trying to do since the beginning of the team, building from the back to the front to the side, mm-hmm. re- cross ball, and somebody go and put it. It was yeah. a, ga- a game. It was one of the good ga- good goals that we ever scored. Yeah, yeah, and then Duncan McGuire, um, his goal was was great. Um, had that uh, header. It. Felt like it we kept uh, finding Toronto's goalkeeper like off yeah. off balance, which is good. That means we're we're doing the right things. Yeah, it was. I, I think uh, uh, Duncan game a goal was actually uh, pretty decent and pretty skillful in 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 from the skill perspective because he touched it in the right way and it diverted in a certain way that yes it deflected but i'm talking about mm-hmm. the touch and i think this is what duncan is um really good in it uh, what mm-hmm. we begin to discover that where he start he where he stand where he find himself in the field to make allow him to impact the game in a certain way like how he scored this goal and his touches are not crazy and i think he's climbing that trajectory to toward a greatness that I think it's he's actually in a better trajectory than DK. So that's my mm-hmm. my take. Yeah, no, it was it was great. Um he had that um he did a a a, a kid and play dance. Do you remember kid and play? Uh you know, I the, never the dance he did is from the movie Kid and Play, which is from like the nineties. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how does he even know what that is? And then I learned later that it was a a dance that he he like did it with uh, one of his teammates and it was like from I want to say Peru or wherever. I can't remember all the details now, but um, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and he did two and a half somersault. Yes, he did. It was very fun. Yeah, we very got fun. we we. I will say we uh, traded Ruan to. Uh, uh, sorry, we traded Benji with Duncan, and I will take this trade any day. <laughs> yeah, as much as I love Pen- Benji, um, and yeah. he hopefully he gets well soon after his injury. Oh, I didn't see he got injured. What happened? Oh, yeah. I think he either tore ACL or tore Achilles, one of them. Oh. It was the week after DK. It, it was back-to-back. Him and DK, I was, what you guys yeah. doing over Europe? Come oh. back. Play for yeah. us, and you'll not get all of these injuries. <laughs> Just wow. say. We don't um, know. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, and then um, after the, in into the second half, it was, uh, you know, do there um, yeah well goal. um first first we had the the red card oh, um, yeah. which whenever whenever they go to 10 men i feel like uh it seems like 
Orlando keeps its composure, which I'm grateful for. Because sometimes the other team will go to 10 men and like, they're like, the team looks like they don't know what they're doing anymore. And it's like, you have an advantage, but they're like, something in their brain breaks. And so, so you know, in whatever. I want to just to give a quick contrary here. So uh, this game, uh, Toronto lost a player and they just opened up like crazy like crazy open up that the point mm -hmm. that you didn't realize what's going on and you can score actually six or seven that game uh yeah. on sunday egypt was playing morocco in the final of the u23 of africa and mm -hmm. we were playing morocco and we lost uh, uh one of our player on the 18th minute mm -hmm. there is not one news outlet that didn't uh, the uh there is not one news outlet that uh, didn't highlight the idea of we lost one, but we mm -hmm. look way closer than we playing with full team. That's mm -hmm. that's the, exactly the spectrum of losing a red card in the middle of the game. You either go open up and you don't know what you're doing or mm -hmm. the, the opposite, you get more uh, intense and very um, concentrated on what you're doing so you get better when you lose player. And Mm -hmm. Actually, there are some studies said that you, when you lose a one player, it will help you play more freely because you mm -hmm. can move in a more areas, so you can be more um, creative. So yeah, that's quick. Yeah, that makes you. sense on the the team that loses a player. I think the same thing happens for the team that's playing against. Sometimes yep. the team that has a full team, they just like it's like uh i don't know what they're gonna do i don't know it just gets yeah. weird so anyway i'm just proud of yeah. our guys i feel like they continue to play with composure in unlikely situations um it's very strange to have had five games that finished with less people than it started with that's not common um to so. us and to we, us. because because always we have a bad luck with the mls with pro referees so yeah. we were I'm I'm grateful for that. Me too, me too. Well, and then we had a uh we had a Dagger Dan um came in in a, a sub and immediately made a contribution through goal. And that was his first goal ever with Orlando City. Yeah, incredible. It looked good. It was fun. He's and fun. Uh, I'm I I'm excited know. for him to get oh, his uh footing under him, you know, like to really he seems like he's really coming to stride. With yep. the team, he's he's been individually a really good player since he got here. Yep. But I feel like the connection with the other teammates seems like it's stronger. It's getting elevated. And he was yeah. on a show that comes now or every, I don't know if you saw that, every Friday with Miguel uh, on uh, on uh, one of our local channels. And mm -hmm. uh, he they invited him and he was talking and he said that his whole family actually flew for that game from Iceland. So it was oh. very, very emotional for him. And he was talking about how it's meant a lot. And one thing he mentioned is how uh, Oscar actually using him. So I think this is another thing why we don't see him a lot doing more and more in the field because uh, Oscar is not playing him as uh, one player. He's playing him as a Swiss knife that mm -hmm. every place he wants to put him, he put him. He plays sometime in the back, sometime in center, mm -hmm. and sometimes play as a forward. Uh, he said that he likes to play as a winger but mm. he can play everywhere and this is what he did with his team in Norway before he came to play on Orlando. So I think this is a very interesting uh, perspective of him and for to understand 
how Oscar is utilizing him, that making us as a spectator that looking from naked eye without understanding the context, that he yeah. is not having one, he doesn't have the luxury of the other players that they have one uh, place, uh, one spot, one position play all the time, mm-hmm. knows the ins and outs, he play wherever they need him. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's doing it really well. Um, I, I'm really happy with that. And then um, we're we're getting a, a regular contribution from Mayor Giancara, um, who scored again in this game. Um, I know that uh, I know you have feelings. I think he's great off the bench. I'm really happy to see him come in late in the game and provide some energy and potentially goals. So um, I, I think that that's a better place for him to be than um, starting. It feels like when he starts, he runs out of gas pretty mid midway through the game. And unless Poppy's willing to take him off as soon as he starts looking tired, I don't think it's a good idea to keep him on there. I think um, him sitting for Maguire is helping him to play better. That's what mm-hmm. my, my, in general, my, um, my theory that, uh, him and Romero and Enrique is a different story because Romero is young. Uh, it's the first year, but Erkan is poking him because he's yeah. the he's DP, he's the mm-hmm. DP, and he's benching for a rookie who we who we just got a couple months ago. So mm-hmm. it's actually I think it's letting fire under his butt to mm-hmm. go and prove. Oscar wrong, which making us use, making us benefit from that by going in, putting mm-hmm. him when the opponent defense been playing for a long time, like seventy minutes, sixty five, whatever minutes we playing, and he mm-hmm. comes in with all and every power and energy, so he it will help him to score more goals. So that's why he's one of the top three goal scorer in our team mm-hmm. now. So, yeah, that's... yeah, I think it's I think it's really good. I'm happy to see him playing the way that he has, and um, yeah, I think there's a lot for him that he can contribute uh, there. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome, awesome. Well, um, it was a great game. I mean, like one of the best performances I've seen this season um I I wish that we hadn't lost by so much in the uh game in Salt Lake it just feels like a little bit of a I hope that it won't create some deflation of like the momentum but um I do think that it is helpful like you were saying that they're gonna get a little bit of a push to to get their head back on straight and get ready for um the the game the the games to finish out the season because there really isn't that much season left. If we're being really honest about it, it feels like a long <laughs> road ahead, but like mm-hmm. there aren't that many games. And so, um, yeah, we've got Atlanta coming up and then Houston. Um, oh, that's Houston is the league's cup though. So we've got regular season, we've got Atlanta and then it's a month bef- more than a month before the next game because of yep. league's cup. Yeah. Um, next regular season game, and uh, yeah, and they were not playing home until end of August. Yeah, August twenty sixth is our next home game. Yeah, uh, because of the League Cup, because I think there is nothing gonna be played between 
after our next game until August 20th. And then we have the League's Cup. And this is when also His Royal Majesty Messi is in, 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 in the league and everybody going to be talking mm-hmm. about it. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Well, in the League's Cup, after the first two group stage games, then it goes to if we win, we may have some home games. Yes. Um, but, yeah, okay. so that's a, that's an open question. Uh, the Women's World Cup also starts on, Feb- on uh, July 21st, which is the day that Messi arrives in America. The, uh, the U.S. women of play. The, uh, speaking of the... Uh, it's just a quick thing. Did you uh, did anybody uh, noticing how Orlando Pride is doing this season? We are beating people left and right. We mm-hmm. actually jump. Uh, we are actually start to creep into the playoff. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I just... think coming off of the I think coming off of the World Cup, there's a lot of opportunity. The uh, you know this this week's games, most of the international players who are playing in the World Cup are already gone. And our team lost three Brazilians, uh, you know, to the World yeah. Cup. Um, but the girls who, who were here played really, really well. And I think they would have, even with, uh, uh, you know, Rose Lavelle and Megan Rapinoe, I think they still would have taken them um, this week because they were really playing uh, all lights out this week. So, yeah. yeah and I like how they've been playing. And I watched the game uh, against uh, the Reigns and the lost this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it, they look good so yeah. sorry to interrupt that that no, the fine. talk about the the world cup i am actually excited uh i i want this is gonna i think from what i'm reading and and looking at all these numbers and everything i think this is gonna be the most competitive world cup in the history of the women uh world cups and mm-hmm. i that's why i'm excited to watch I think there is a lot of new teams. Like I'm more, I'm excited. I'm excited definitely for US, and I'm cheering for US. Mm-hmm. But I'm looking forward to watch what England gonna look like, it, what mm-hmm. Germany gonna look like, because those are the new, um, not new powers, because Germany been like this for years. But... Well, but they really have been investing in their grassroots and academies for women in the yep. same way that they have for men historically. They've really just started doing that in the last decade and that's how long it takes for your national team to come up to the same caliber um it just used to be that the u.s women's programs were so much stronger than other places but it's less and less like that so this will be a real test um, of our team i think what's really interesting is there are some older players veteran players you know megan rapino said that this is that this is her last season playing soccer Mm -hmm. um and uh but then you've got some bright young upstarts, and so I think there's I think there's a lot of opportunity, and I'm excited to see what will happen. Um, and you and I, I think, will be covering uh, yeah. some of the World Cup in our in our regular episodes, and so I think it's gonna yep. be great. I'm looking forward, and we have a, again we have people traveling to watch the game, so we may ask them to uh, support, send something, or we don't know yet what yeah, we're gonna yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, we'll see if, if they will. We can, yeah, we will see what we can do, but. I'm looking forward. The next couple of weeks is going to be crazy busy because also the start of the EPL. So maybe we will have the guys come in, uh, jump in. Uh, we don't know yet. Yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be great. I'm really looking forward to talking. And uh, until next time, go City. Go City.